0: This is the varsity, a sports podcast from the Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site.
1: Howdy folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast. Podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek, here with the Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. We are into the month of February, which uh, a lot of you know in the winter season here means uh, um, that means playoffs. We've got a lot of playoff action going on already and still some uh, stuff to look forward to. Um, We'll have girls basketball seeds later tonight. We're recording this on Thursday, so we won't get to this um, as soon. But um, we'll obviously have a lot of girls basketball coverage for you guys. Boys basketball heading into the final couple weeks of the season. Some uh, good conference races going on. And uh, obviously, wrestling is in the playoffs. Girls started last weekend. Boys are starting this weekend. We had a competitive dance and a cheerleading as well, so a lot to talk about in this week's episode of the podcast. Um, let's just a quick reminder before we get things started here that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out. Give us a nice little review. We always appreciate that. It always helps us get to more listeners who are also interested in high school sports in Illinois, especially in the North Shore area. So I'm going to bring Joe in here. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about in this week's episode, a lot to talk about here in the first quarter, let alone. um, And uh, a lot of interesting things happened over the past week. And um, why don't we start things off with boys basketball here, um, where you had the war on the shore happen over the past weekend. Um, Nutria picking up a big 62 to 48 win over Glenbrook South on Friday night, um, and then losing in uh, dramatic fashion to West Aurora, 66 to 65. Nutria beat North Chicago the other day, um, so they are heading into the uh, end of the regular season here with four more games. They got Evanston on Friday, Glenbrook South next week, and then Glenbrook North. Um, but Joe, you know. It's one of those things, once again, where you have the dramatic, you know, you got the big confidence-boosting CSL South win against Glenbrook South on Friday, and then you got a tied match, high-scoring affair against West Aurora in a shootout fashion, and uh, Nutri just not able to pick up the win there.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, coming off, um, I guess not as consequential as, of course, the conference matches, uh, but um, um, and playoff seating is coming up, though, so you know these are good opponents uh but maybe this one they should have had it's clear their defense wasn't on point giving up 67 in this one um so a tough one i know they uh they had an early lead western took it back and then neutrier had to fight back and came up just a point short so um these are the games we've been talking about mike that against good teams um and we're actually talking about teams of a little higher caliber than West Aurora has has been this year, but clearly a good team. Um, you Got to pick up the close wins. You got to find a way to win in the final few minutes uh, or to carry your lead throughout the game, even though it's tight. Um, and there's just been a handful of times this year. Well, they've only got five losses. So, of course, Um I think five of the six or four of the five nutria losses this year have been within four points. Um, so they've been tight ones um, that they haven't pulled through and all against quality opponents. So, um, would like to see a little more from them in that aspect. Otherwise, obviously they're a very good team and we know that we know that they're a top 20 team, but can we get to that point where we're a sectional champion and, and, you know, heading downstate, which is where they want to be and why their bar is so high. Um, the win against GBS, of course, of more importance in the in the conference race, which they're still alive um, in, and GBN's kind of around the corner. But um, they took it to them um, that night, um, and just uh, from from the get go, I think they were up big in the first quarter, um, and just rode that lead the whole time. So, um, a huge win against uh, a GBS program they've created a rivalry with over the past few years.
1: So, what is it, Joe? I know obviously, you know, we've talked about it a lot, the back to backs how much do you kind of look into them and that kind of stuff. But, you know, you know, West Aurora obviously is a good team. They're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. But for, you know, we've talked about it so much, you know, for a new to get back to the level that they were at last year, a top five, top ten, 10 team, you got to beat these types of games. And what is it about, you know, what happened, you know, just kind of led leads to these types of games where you get a letdown like that, you know, given it's a close loss, but, you know, it's still lost and you know, a team that is competing for, you know, a sectional title, super sectional, and that kind of stuff should be winning.
0: Yeah. Um, it's tough to actually say uh I wasn't at this game, but I do know what has been trouble for the for the Trevians in the past has been speed and um length slash athleticism with that length in pressure. Um and if a team can really put the clamps on Nutria and push them out of their game and get them on the move too fast, uh, they can really score a lot faster and then turn defensive offense and things like that. Not positive that's what happened here, um, but I guess that 67 points would um, kind of support that theory that Westworld was able to score in transition and just get more easy buckets because Nutria doesn't allow many easy ones in the half court. Um, and I, I don't know many teams, if any, that could that can break that. But um, sixty-seven points is just a lot. It's a lot to give up um, to an opponent on your home floor. Um, so uh, that's something I'm sure they're fixing this week, and um, they've got one with Evanston, so they've got to turn around pretty quickly and be ready to go tomorrow night, Friday night.
1: All right, we'll hit more on New Trier in the third and fourth quarter. Let's go over to Loyola now, who also took play, who also competed in the War on the Shore. Um, them Evanston and Nutria obviously all compete in it every single year. A really cool uh shootout that raises money for the Danny Did Foundation. Um, Loyola picking up a, a good win against uh, you know, a highly ranked Bloom team. Um, but the night before this team loses to St. Patrick, um, and then they the past couple of games they were able to uh, beat Montini and IC Catholic in conference play, but Joe. You know, you beat Bloom on Saturday, it's it's, it's the opposite of what we're talking about with Nutria, where St. Patrick is good and that kind of stuff, but, like, they have eight or nine losses. Like, this is a game that you would want Loyola to win, especially heading into the final stretch here. Um, What do you make of the, you know, the, the, the dichotomy between, you know, you lose to St. Patrick by five points at St. Patrick, but then you beat Bloom the next day. I mean, how do you kind of figure out, you know, what this Ramblers team is at this
0: point? I have no idea. I have no idea how that happened. Um I know I know kind of um unusual things or uh, off off trend things can happen on back to backs, you know. Uh whether um Loyola was a little uh upset, disappointed, ticked off about the loss to um St. Patrick's. I mean, there was an overtime loss and they gave up 60 whatever points it was, which is just kind of uh, a huge number for loyal Academy who I think averages gives up like 30 something a game maybe maybe fewer than that. it's crazy um so yeah, huge number for them to give up. Um, it's a rivalry too. I think they consider that a local rivalry north north side of Chicago rivalry and uh and they couldn't come through so um I I don't know what to make of it and the next day they came out just, all engines firing and just blew the doors off bloom. I think they had a 20 to one run or something to finish the half. Maybe it was 20 to three Um, that really put the game away at halftime. And then um, trying to overcome that sort of deficit against Loyola is uh, a fool's errand. It doesn't happen with the defense they play and the way they're able to um, keep the ball out of your hands. So um, Bloom's a very good team. They beat some very good teams. They've proven they can play with the best and, um, by Loyola beating Bloom like that, I think Loyola prove they can too and needs to be a threat when the postseason hits.
1: So, you know, they go they beat Montini, they beat IC Catholic. You know, obviously good to do those, you know, pick up those wins, but obviously those teams maybe not as you know highly ranked or as good as you know you'd want them to be. But what do you make of this team with a couple weeks left? Obviously, rankings come or the seeds come out next Thursday. Where is this team at at this point? I mean, are you confident enough to have this team make a deep run? Are you just confused by the inconsistencies we've seen from them throughout this entire season?
0: I I don't know if I'm confused. Um, I think they're a step above last year. I think Miles Boland is. I'm trying to you know. One of the best players in the area. I say that because Josh Fridman out of, out of GBN is having a phenomenal season. And so is Nick Taylor out of GBS. Um, Nutriere's got three or four guys as well. But anyway, um Miles Boland is, is just a star and he's proving it week in week out. It really seems just looking at their box scores and um, that they figured some things out. You know, Brandon Loftus is a threat for a double double every single night. Uh, Miles Boland is going for like a, a 20, eight and uh eight assists and five rebounds every night with a couple steals so he's filling the box score it seems like they got that offense figured out a little bit it was just weird to see on the defensive end them give up that much to St. Pat's um I wonder what the the next couple games will show but I mean they got three victories in a row in in short order after that so Maybe just a hiccup on the defensive end of the floor and they figure it out. But um, I do think that they're a serious threat in that sectional and all four of those teams. I think we're probably going to look at a GBN, Loyola, 2 one, two, three, GBS number four.
1: I will touch on them obviously more in the third and fourth quarter as well. Loyola girls stay undefeated on the season. Uh, they beat GBS uh, to win the regular season. Um, 63-37, to they beat Fenwick in their opening GCAC tournament game. They play uh, St. Ignatius tonight, uh, February 1st, on Thursday. Um, And then, obviously, if they win that game, they're going to uh, play in the GCAC championship on Saturday. Um, Joe, you know, good wins against Glenbrook South and Fenwick. Obviously, we've seen Loyola and St. Ignatius play each other right before. Loyola beat St. Ignatius pretty handily um in girls basketball 63 to 37 a lot of those scores everywhere um but um i don't know what do you say about this team anymore just it just pretty much you know stay healthy and don't do anything that's going to cause you to uh have any upsets i feel like
0: yeah it's just um we i think we said the same thing last week it's just you know stacking up the wins here uh maybe going for some school records and stuff. Not that that's the point, but um, that's what they're going to be approaching. But really, you know, at this point in the year, as we said last week, it's about fine tuning everything, making sure, of course, you're staying healthy, um, you know, working in any, any schemes and um, anything else you want to try to get in, in the postseason. you know, have some things in your back pocket for some tight situations or some surprise situations, but really that's, these are kind of fringe things to do because uh, they're, they're kind of working on a masterpiece season here. So if it's not broke, they'll fix it.
1: All right, last thing sticking up with uh, girls basketball, Highland Park girls basketball with an opportunity. Uh, we'll talk more about that matchup um, in the fourth quarter about getting it to at least a berth of the CSL North title when they play um, Niles North on Friday. But, you know, Joe, an impressive feat, you know, obviously to get to this point and an opportunity to uh, earn a share of the title.
0: Yeah, looking forward to catching back up with them um, at this one or just after this one just to um, – the second half, they, they they did take one more loss in the conference schedule than their first half, but they're right there in the mix. I think four teams are at 6-3 and three in the conference, but this is huge for Highland Park. They haven't had a season like this in conference in a while. Um, we talked about their struggles a couple of years ago and during the pandemic year where they went winless – Um, And now they're up to, you know, double digit wins and, you know, six alone, probably going on seven here in the league. Um, That's great. And uh, progress is, is what this is all about. And they've made huge strides. Um, So, you know, you got to give them their flowers for this one. And um, who knows, maybe they pick up a playoff winner too.
1: All right, let's move on over now. Girls wrestling started its postseason with regional action this past weekend. Um, obviously, the first ever regionals taking place for the girls tournament, which is pretty cool. Um, a lot of good success um, overall um, by some of our area uh, wrestlers. is uh, Jillian Giller uh, won her bracket at 140 pounds. Nina Aceves took third at 155. Zoe Lee took third at 115. Sundus uh, and uh took fourth at 100, and Caitlin Pasadavci. Uh, took fifth at 125 and all will wrestle in the sectional round for the Trevians in a couple weeks. Harley Hiller of Loyola won the 115 pound division, not a surprise and is attempting to win her second straight state championship. Clara Ugas of Highland park, uh, placed third at 135 to advance to the sectional round. Um, Joey talked about it. Obviously we got, you know, one, uh, regional, uh, title per school, but, uh, obviously a lot of representatives for New Jersey and, uh, not a surprise for Loyola to have Harley consider her dominance uh, in high school wrestling.
0: No, not at all. Those new cheer names are, uh, are are quite difficult to pronounce, so so it was a good attempt, I think. Um, but um, yeah, uh, another step for this sport, we're, we got a regional tournament here, some great performances. You can see just by the volume of new cheer advancers, they have five that they're really starting to fill out a lineup here and, and create just a great program. The the grassroots of it, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll keep growing. Um, Harley Hiller is is uh, a top wrestler in the state, if actually one of the best in the country um, from Loyola. So she's she's uh, hoping for a second straight state championship. And Clara Ugas of Highland Park also is advancing. So pretty cool um, for them. And I think uh, I think Jillian Giller out of Nutria. Um, is like thirty and four or twenty eight and four. Um, so she's had a, a very impressive season, and I think um, should be considered a threat um, to, to medal there at state. So um, yeah, every step is great to, to witness. I'm glad we're we're reporting on it.
1: All right. Obviously, we've got uh, more postseasons going on. Both Loyola and New Trier uh, competitive dance took part in the state championship show, getting a chance to go down to Bloomington Normal.
0: Yeah, they both advanced um, out of their sectional, and they got to perform at the state level. I think uh, um, cheer did so for the first time last year, so back-to-back appearances for them. Um, Loyal's done it a few times, of course, so um, pretty cool just to see, you know, you want to you end the season on the last day if you can, and they both did.
1: Um, obviously, we'll have more to talk about uh, moving forward, but then uh, to wrap things up here in the first quarter, um, Want to talk about this feature Joe put together? Um, Joe, a fun little feature you're able to put together, um, you know about a pregame ceremony, um, you know honoring uh, a veteran, Sean Hoffman and his family at Highland Park over the weekend.
0: Yeah, a cool intersection of um, community, um, human interest, and in, in sports. Um, love when they collide. There's a lot of things that these programs can do outside of their gymnasiums or athletic arenas, and. Um, Highland Park Basketball was able to do it here with Free Throws for Heroes, a program they've they've participated in before, but really the first time we've reported on it. Um, and um, they select a, a local veteran. Um, and this time it was Sean Hoffman, um, a single father of four children. And uh, he lives up on the Great Lakes Naval Base up here on, on the shore. And um, just really cool. They were able to raise money through kind of a free throw You know, there were pledges. Every free throw you make get a certain amount depending on the pledge. And they raised as a program, including some feeder teams in junior high, um, more than $6,000. They were able to secure um, Lego sets for his kids, iPads for his kids, and um, just, you know, uh, grocery gift cards. And then just a check for $5,000, which um, he told me that he's going to use to get some desks, get some chairs, just get some stuff for, for his new house. Um, As they try to figure things out. So just um, very cool um, way that this program was able to get involved and uh, contribute to something bigger than itself.
1: All right, Joe, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way I throw five propositions and you and I argue or agree upon whether they can happen away. Or in no way they cannot happen. I don't know why I'm saying it to you, like you don't know what the rules of the game are. Probably <laughs> like we've been doing this every every week for about you know three years. Um, <laughs> yeah. all right, let's start things off. We are with uh new Trier Boys basketball. You know, we talked about it, we talked about the win um against GBS and then a loss um over um to West Aurora. New Boys Basketball's last three four the last three uh the next three games are against Evanston Glenbrook South and Glenbrook North they finished their regular season against Highland Park in the crossover game um Joe way or no way that New Boys needs to win at least two of the next three games in order to head into the postseason on the right note
0: Yeah I'll say way um I don't think they absolutely have to. I think it's a team that can, you know, the, the way it's put together, it is super talented, so it could turn on like a switch if they had two bad games, but I think it really is close um, to Nesta. This is something that they want to do. They want to take out GBN especially, and Evanston, of course, can't overlook Evanston. Um, it's basically tie um, for, the, for the league title, and, um, yeah, you want to go in the postseason on a high note. I don't know if the one through four seeds going to matter. Um, I think they're pretty much locked in as we've talked about. So I don't know if there's anything to do with that. Um, they'll probably decide it before the final game anyway. But uh, <laughs> I just think that uh, it'd be a nice thing to have in your pocket to really uh, end on this highest of notes, really get some momentum going into the postseason.
1: Yeah, I feel like I would say way, just mostly because, you know, you got to, you got to figure out to get a string, string of games here. Obviously, you know, they've put together a lot of great runs. They have won a lot of great games, but you know, these conference games, you're going to see them again. You're going to see these teams again. And this is kind of what the playoffs are like, where you've got these, you know, hostile environments, you've got really great crowds, you've got great environments. Um, luckily for Nutria, all three games are going to be at home. So um, they'll have that home court advantage, but um, You know, Evanston is feisty, Glenbrook South you just beat, but obviously that familiarity might, you know, play a role in trying to figure out, okay, well, maybe we know each other a little bit too well, and that can lead to an upset. And then obviously Glenbrook North is a huge game. So you got to win two out of three games. I was tempted to go be like, you need a sweep, but I'm not going to go that far. But um, I I do think that you need to win two out of the next three games just to get that feeling right and honestly just to get the momentum because, you know, you go two and two in the final four games and you head into the playoffs – you get that number four seed maybe, and you're just kind of like, well, you know, obviously we we can win our regional, and obviously anything is going to happen. But that does put a little maybe a little bit of doubt um, in your mind as you uh, kind of get into the final weeks here. All right, Joe, let's jump on over to Loyola boys. Like you mentioned earlier, we've talked a lot over the past month um, about how it seems like the top four seeds in uh, the boys' basketball sectional will be pretty determined. Uh, but way or no way you think that Loyola – will now have a higher seed than new Trier.
0: I do. I do think that. Um, I think they've put together an impressive resume. Um, I think they're going to argue, and <laughs> I don't know, maybe who who says the final word gets it because uh, I, I really, as we talked about, I don't think it matters. But I do think um, maybe with one less loss, one fewer loss, and that win over Bloom is really nice unless. Um, unless um, Loyola takes a couple losses down in the final week and a half. Uh, I think Loyola could certainly get a number one seed and might even be um, challenged GBN if GBN loses to Insure.
1: Yeah, I think Loyola will be ranked higher. I'll go away. Um, you've just seen, I don't know, those, I I know everyone's been like, you, you know, you've been on those, you know, CCL losses and all that kind of stuff. But I, I do think that, you know, I, I do think that, just being able to kind of compete in those games and take on some of the best has kind of prepared this team. So um, I'll go with the way I'm just, I think they will be ranked higher. I think, you know, like you said, once you get into sectional semifinals, it doesn't really matter because you're going to have to play the team regardless of when you play them. But um, yeah, I'll go with the way there. I do think that uh, the boys will uh, end up being seated higher than, uh, or the loyal will be ended up seeing higher than Nutrier. All right, Joe, Loyola girls play St. Ignatius tonight, and then they potentially play for the GCAC on Saturday. Way or no way you think this team loses before the end of the regular season?
0: No, 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 no way. Um, no, I think they're, uh, they've probably played their hardest games already, although the GCAC title game will be um, certainly difficult, um, just uh, atmosphere and and all the intangibles and things like that. But um I think they've got the momentum. I think they want to do it. So they got the motivation and uh, I think they complete it. I think they get it done. Yeah, I think they'll get it done. I don't know. I don't
1: really see a reason to doubt this team. You know, obviously, you know, I feel like they'll finish the regular season undefeated, again into the playoffs in the right note. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't feel like there's really much debate into this one. They shouldn't lose this one. So I'm going to go with uh, no way. All right, Joe, Highland Park girls, we talked about it a little bit. We'll talk a lot about it in the fourth quarter, but way or no way you think that uh, the girls will win a share of the division title?
0: Way. I think they do. I think some things fell right their way, and they but they won the games they had to win. Uh, man, it, they're just going to look back. They had maybe one or two opportunities to Um, win the conference outright if it gets that point but um, nothing wrong with splitting it it's a very competitive conference as you can see both four teams sitting at six and three Um, so I think they should be proud of it and I do think they take a share
1: yeah I think they'll take a share obviously Niles North Um, they they should find a way to beat that team so Uh, I'm not too worried about it like you said Um, maybe a missed opportunity here and there but it's good to be in the moment and get an opportunity to uh, win a share of the conference. I'll go with the way there as well. All right, Joe, final question here is going back to boys wrestling. Um, obviously regional start this weekend way or no way Loyola wins more regionals
0: than Nutria. Ooh. Um, yeah. If you're talking about first place, not advancing, I'll say, yeah, because um, I think, you know, Loyola could get three or four. I think New Trier might be capped at two uh, with Bailey Corneliuson and um, Tag Miller. Um, but, you know, at Loyola, you got Kai Calcut, Quinn Herbert, James Mila, um, Gavin Padilla might also, also win one. Um, so I, I'll give it to um, uh, Loyola.
1: Yeah, I'll give it to Loyola too. I think that they. You know, based on those names that you mentioned, I think there's just more opportunities for Loyola to win more regional titles. Um, The amount of wrestlers who make make it on the sectional um, will be interesting. I'm curious. That might be a little bit closer than we might expect. But um, when it comes to actual regional titles at different weights, um, I do think that Loyola should win more of that uh, moving forward. All right. We're going to move on forward now and go to the fourth quarter here as we get you ready for another week of uh, playoffs last couple of weeks of basketball season. So we've got a lot of stuff to look forward to um, this upcoming week. Joe, we mentioned this a little bit. We'll touch on this um, a little bit. We focused on a little bit more than uh, last week since we knew um, that we'd probably be recording this on Thursday. Uh, New Trier girls gymnastics take place, uh, take part in uh, the regional tonight. They got uh, GBS in their regional as well and, um, seemed like we were both pretty confident that Nutri would be able to kind of get back on top and win their regional title.
0: Yeah, they should. Um, they've been putting up great scores. You know, it's crazy that the they lost the conference meet to GBN, who was in a separate regional, um, by like, I don't know, a couple hundredths of a point. Um, so, GBN's really made some big strides. But Nutri is sitting at, you know, 142 pretty regularly, a really strong team score. Um, And I think they are uh, the favorites here in this regional and barring something unforeseen, I think they should uh, be able to take it.
1: Yeah, I think they should be able to handle it pretty well. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, just how far they can keep this going. Obviously sectionals um, will take place next week as well. So um, really quick turnaround as they kind of get started here and uh, get moving. All right. Boys wrestling, like we talked about, takes uh, place this weekend. Uh both Nutrier and Loyola will compete at the individual re- individual regional there. Um, obviously, the team that wins the regional um, moves on to the dual team uh, sectional in a few weeks. Um, Joe, we talked about who's gonna win more. Do you see either Loyola or Nutrier contending for a, a team title here?
0: Um, I think I see Loyola doing it. I just don't know if they'll rack up enough points in the first to second place category. Um, I think we see four. Um, maybe five first place, but that would be kind of the max, at least I think so. Um, but, you know, they do have a strong lineup other other than the kind of two stars that we see in Quinn and, and uh, Kai. So um, I see them challenging. I don't know if they'll be able to do it, um, but uh, they should put together a good performance.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting because obviously, you know, you could have that top-heavy talent but it's really about those you know semi-finals the blood around and that kind of stuff where you pick up a lot of your points and um in advancing so it'll be curious to see um how much they're able to compete they got gbs prospect gbn uh friend rolling meadows Niles north in new trier in that regional as well um i think those are all the sports we as have playoffs going on girls bowling has regionals this upcoming weekend um, would expect that uh, Nutria should have some uh, strong competitors as well.
0: Yep, yeah, they have a pretty good bowling team. I think they were eleven and two in dual meets this year, and and fared decently well in in tournament play. So, uh, we'll see how they come out of that.
1: And boys uh, swimming and diving, that's uh, sectionals are a couple weeks away, conferences a week away. So still to time some time to talk about them. Um, as we move forward. But let's move on over now to girls and boys basketball. Um, you obviously you know, have, have the GCAC tournament happening tonight and potentially Saturday for Loyola. Um, obviously, seeds will come out for playoffs moving forward. Um, you know, We debated about Loyola and Maine South, who's going to get that top seed in that sectional. But uh, based on the records, I would assume that Loyola is going to get that top seed in the
0: sectional. Uh Yeah. Uh, I think so, um, but um, it's just it's just such an enticing matchup. Um, can't wait for it to maybe, uh, probably, uh, hopefully, come to fruition here in a couple weeks. But uh, yeah, loyal will be sitting at one and main south at two.
1: Doesn't matter at that point. I mean, obviously, you got the one and two seed. You know, they're going they're they're both going to get there. They're going to get there. But you know, you got other teams like Lane Tech, Lincoln Park, Main West. Evanston is a really good team, so that might give you a hard time. GBS, GBN are in there as well. Maine South, um, Niles North, Niles West, and New Trier in that Maine South sectional. Um, yeah, I don't know if it really does make a difference whether you have the one or two seed at that point.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't. Not with teams of that caliber, I don't think. Obviously, um, I guess. I guess it matters a little bit. I, you know, Maine South being the two seed, assumedly, uh, will have a more difficult sectional semi matchup. Um, yeah. Of course. Um, so I guess that is the biggest difference. And um, I think that, but, but I do think there's a drop off between those two teams and the rest of the sectional. So it won't be um, terribly different, but it is, it is a difference. It is one that Loyola, I think is probably uh, proud of.
1: Where do you think both Nutria and Highland Park kind of fit into that sectional? Do you feel like they're around that probably five to 10 C, just somewhere, somewhere around there?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Nutria um, just, some really difficult losses. You know, coach Rogers is still sitting at 599 after two heartbreakers, GBN on a buzz or GBS on a buzzer beater on Friday, they lost. And on Saturday, overtime, I believe to Lake Zurich. So um, they can play with, you know, a lot of teams in the sectional, you know, maybe Maine South and Loyola this year are kind of on their own planet, but I think they can play with anybody else. They just don't have, I think, the record that that constitutes a three or four seed. So I think you're right saying five, six, and and Highland Park maybe just behind that a couple.
1: All right, Joe, boys basketball, um, we've got uh, some interesting matchups looking forward to. Uh, obviously for Newtrier, they take on Evanston to start that run um, in the final portion here of the year. Um, they get uh, Evanston on Friday, and then they get GBS on the 6th. Just what are you looking forward to in those two matchups, Joe, where, you know, Evanston maybe isn't at the level that it usually is, but this Evanston team is still feisty. And, you know, you beat Glenbrook South pretty handily, but, but, you know, when you have that familiarity and you play each other so often, um, that can always play an interesting role in how you guys kind of match up against each other.
0: Yeah. And that evolution of of Evanston has certainly been taking place as they're getting better as the season's gone along, Um, a younger team there in Evanston. And, uh, you know, they'll, they can compete with anybody ahead of them right now. I feel like in the, in the league, I think they, they did show they can compete with GBN, GBS. And, um, I think Nutria has got to come out and be really ready for a fight here. Um, it's a big night for Nutria. It's at home and they get, um, all three of these games are at home. Evanston, GBS, GBN, back-to-back-to-back in a week's time. Um, it's their athletic hall of fame ceremony. So, it's a fun one. It's one they want to win in front of kind of a fun and, and legacy crowd there in Winneka. And um, yeah, oh, I think it's going to be a, a real good game. I'm excited for it.
1: What are you looking for from this new chair team in their last four games? I mean, just, you know, there's still obviously a chance to win a share of the division. There's still a lot to play for um, maybe some, you know, playoff seating and that kind of stuff though. We've talked about how that doesn't really matter at this point, but what are you interested? What can you possibly learn about this team that have you, you haven't kind of noticed already throughout this season?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I want to see that defense stay tough um in all these games. real tough against GBS, but then had a bit of a slip up um, you know, the next day against West Aurora. Um, just really want to see them battle their hearts out in these three games and go for that conference win um conference title um it's going to matter kind of that toughness down the stretch of these games and exploring that toughness and who they are when they get to the postseason because I don't think anything's going to be easy um, once they get to the sectional rounds, And not even, I mean, the regional is not going to be easy, but um, anything's going to be handed to them, I should say. So um, I'd like to see that toughness, especially in a close game, which I think at least two or three, maybe all three of these are going to be.
1: All right, Joe. Loyola has four games left as well. Um, I feel like they've gone through their gauntlet of the season at that point. Uh, They got Leo tomorrow night, Friday night. They got St. Rita on the sixth. Um, De La Salle, who obviously is uh, above 500 playing well, in Lakeview playing pretty well, too, for CPS. Um, They're playing on the 12th. For this Loyola team, is it pretty much, you know, just earn the wins to kind of get the higher seeds? I mean, just... You know, they've they've played against the top of the CCL. They played against Mount Carmel. They played against GBNs. They played against, you know, all the different teams. They played against the Pauls and Ignatius and Brother Rice. I I feel like we. I don't know. I I feel like we know enough about about this team, but I feel like at the same time we don't because you have, you know, the split results that we keep getting with this team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would like to see, you know, they should win these games except D La Salle is going to be a good one. They they're playing well and they've, I believe they've knocked off some big names um, this season. Um, so that one they should be prepared for, but I think it matters for them getting the one or two seed in terms of like, you know, logistically and who they'll play, especially in like the regional final. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I think you want to win at least these next two before the seeding meeting happens. And, um, of course, just get ready for that postseason and uh, make sure you're firing on all cylinders as much as you can.
1: What is the biggest thing for both, you know, our area boys basketball teams? You got a couple weeks left. You know, seedings are going to come out next week. What What do you want to see at this point? Is it just pretty much just, you know, improving defensively for Nutria and more consistency for Loyola. I mean, can you learn a lot? Just what, what is it about these next couple of weeks that, you know, have you interested as we head into the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I think, I think you hit a couple, you you hit kind of my main themes right there, at least what I would think on, on Nutriere it's the, it's the defensive end of the ball, uh, end of the court and also just handling 10 situations down the press, just uh, down the stretch, handling them well and holding on the leads or capitalizing on other people's mistakes down the stretch, not committing your own, um, really that poise um, in the fourth quarter. So that's a big one um, for Neutrier And for Loyola, I think um, when teams blanket Miles Bolin, um, you got to get your other guys going to the point where you don't lose points on the scoreboard. Um, I mean, I think they've shown they can get some other guys going, whether it's Donovan Robinson, Andrew Hollerich, Brendan Loftus, you know, Jimmy Tarjan, whoever it is, but sometimes the, you know, they won't score as much, but I, you know, you kind of want to see that score still sit around the fifties, even if miles Bullen scores 12 points, um, easier said than done. But I think that should be a goal for them. And, um, cause it, you know, it's going to happen in one of these games in the postseason, they're going to have to overcome it.
1: Right. All right, Joe, that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you, as always, to everyone for listening. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Make sure you give us a nice little like and a review. We always appreciate it. Um, the more uh, reviews we get and positive reviews, the more people um, we get an opportunity to listen to our little podcast here. So make sure you uh, subscribe and spread the word. Check out our work at Friday Night Drive. We've got you covered for a lot of stuff going on here in the off season um football obviously recruiting is picking up now as we head into the final days of open contact period for a lot of recruits um and uh, obviously make sure you subscribe and donate to the record north shore joe's got you covered for not only sports in the north shore area but everything else that's going on up there so make sure you donate and subscribe so we've obviously got a big week ahead a lot of fun stuff playoffs have started for some sports uh finals Seasons or final regular season games are taking place, so a lot to look forward to. So until then, for Joe and I, we'll talk to you next week.
0: See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a uh, product of the record Northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.